Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick-or-treat bag every week. Every week. For the most part. Sometimes. Sometimes it's every month, but it doesn't rhyme, so we don't go with that one too often. Right? Fuck you. (laughs) I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And today we are wrapping up our mini-series of Mini Monster Mania. And we saved the best for last. (laughs) With 1991s? Yeah, 1991s. Beasties. It looks like an early 80s movie. (laughs) Yeah, to say the least. But yeah, that's five episodes. I'm never doing this again. So <laughs> I'm never doing any mini monster movies ever again. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, there's only so many. <laughs> but other than that, we're going to be having a story. We're going to be having video games. We're going to be talking about some news. We're going to be talking about other things. All the stuff. All the things. Where's my where's my shit at? <laughs> I don't know. Get your shit. You think it'd be more set up. We we were having technical difficulties. We may still have technical difficulties. Yeah, if you hear half an episode, you'll know why. <laughs> so we're gonna warn you now. Uh but yeah, what's been going on this week? Uh nothing too much. I've been working. Been checking out some Screenbox originals that I haven't watched yet, but making a list. And oh, so you haven't watched any of them yet? Not yet. I've been putting together a list of uh, ones that I have not seen yet on there. Have you watched uh, anything new? Nope. Oh. <laughs> no, not really. I'm trying to think, but. I watched the new RuPaul. That was good. Like, <laughs> was it? Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I don't watch anything new either. I've been watching a lot of old stuff, but nothing new. Excuse me. <laughs> I've been continuing my journey. I'm almost through my journey of uh, watching all the James Bond movies chronologically. And let me tell you. There's been multiple times where I've just been like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around the Roger Moore period. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I can't get through these seven movies fast enough. I will slap slap that right out of your mouth. Roger Moore was great. <laughs> I'll slap that Roger Moore dick out of your mouth. Fuck you. <laughs> Moonraker is the no, best James Bond boy. movie there is. It's the best James Bond movie there is. No. The one thing I discovered with this with this rewatch of the series, and there's been a couple that that I realized I had to watch all of, that the one I've had the most fun with, I think, in this rewatch, is You Only Live Twice. That is a great one, and it is pretty racist. <laughs> well, that's a storyline they take from the book, also. That's I, I mean, Ian Fleming was... Probably a racist also, given his time. There's a bunch of very culturally insensitive things in those old James Bond well, who, who? I always mix them up. Ian Fleming wrote them, and Albert Broccoli directed them. The, uh, Broccoli didn't direct them. He produced them. The Broccoli family um, 
just owns the rights. Uh, for, for the Eon, Eon Productions does. But, but yeah, oh, yeah, you've only wrote the books, though. Yeah, I can Bricoli. do that. I'm Italian. It's yeah. broccoli. <laughs> I can do broccoli, and I can do oh. this because I'm Italian. Forty percent. Forty percent Italian. <laughs> How'd that make you feel? I don't know. <laughs> Just like different. Yeah, I don't care. It's different <laughs> how everybody should feel, especially white people, with their culture in this generation where it's like, you're so far fucking removed from where you came from, where your grandparents and great-grandparents came from. That doesn't really fucking matter. You're right. just a fucking honky. <laughs> just like yep. that. That's <laughs> it. Just a honky. It's like, oh, no, actually, I'm Scotch. Like, are you? <laughs> Are you? Like that's weird because it says here you were born in Kentucky. <laughs> like, like, oh, I'm a German. Like, whatever. Like, really? Like, okay. All right, uh, Hitler. <laughs> you want to bring that shit up? Oh well. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. You only live twice. Um, I mean, it's a really fun movie. <laughs> like, a great movie. But just the ridiculousness of the plan. Also coming from Japanese counterintelligence was like, here's what we're going to do, James. We're going <laughs> to disguise you as a Japanese man. <laughs> and the other part is, it's like, why are they like going through this training montage? He doesn't use any of that. They're like, we're going to teach you to be a ninja. <laughs> he makes the worst fucking ninja ever. <laughs> it's me. A ninja. <laughs> no, there's only that one part where if he's climbing to Blofeld's base with those suction cups, it's the only ninja thing he does. So then he just pulls out a gun and does little. <laughs> I, mean, I love amazing. how he always puts his hand back when he shoots. He's like, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> 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 you caught me off guard. <laughs> uh, I do love that movie, though. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I just finished, <clears throat> I just finished Die Another Day. Last night, so I'm about to go Ooh. to the Daniel Craig films. So it's about to get good again. Yeah, <laughs> those movies are pretty rough and horrible. What's that? Die Another Day is fucking horrible. It's better than some of those Roger Moore ones, but um, I disagree. <laughs> it, it, I mean, better than Live and Let Die. <laughs> Give yeah, it that. No, Live and Let Die is one of the best Roger Moore ones. It's better than what? fucking Octopussy. Octopussy may be the worst in the whole fucking series. What? Okay. James Bond dresses like a clown in that movie, but <laughs> James Bond dressed like a Japanese man. Then fucking, <laughs> we're the Bond cast, <laughs> the James Bond cast. <laughs> but here's what: before we go on, we die another day. It's not very good, but it does have one of the best fight sequences in any of those movies with that sword fight. That sword fight is better than that movie deserves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and it's actually gets somebody amazing. like Halle Berry and make some garbage. And probably the worst James Bond theme song there has ever been. Oh my god! There's a part in Madonna's theme song. There's a part in that Madonna theme song, who also appears in the movie randomly, um, where she goes, "Hey, Zygmunt Freud, analyze this," <laughs> and then repeats, "Analyze this" like six times to like a two thousands dance beat. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh boy uh, but yeah that's all I've really been watching I don't think I've really watched much horror except for Beasties this week um, Mwah, chef's kiss <laughs> I've been watching a lot of James Bond and a lot of Michelle Yeoh films it's been a huge Michelle Yeoh kick I've, 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 been playing, huh? I've been playing games like fucking crazy 
Have you played anything good that's new? Uh, so I, no, uh, I, well, number one, I'm super stoked about Resident Evil 4 remake being released. Haven't tried it yet. Looks it's apparently amazing. amazing. Yeah, I heard it is. Just like Dead Space uh, remake. Oh, actually, no, I've, I've played a few new things to me. Uh, I started playing Valheim. I like that one a lot. Uh, I've started playing with Jordan and my brother and, uh, it's it, like Jordan. Jordan's description is pretty accurate. It's it's like Minecraft for Vikings. <laughs> like that's that's fair. Yeah. So he's like, you know, you build huts. You there's but there's like bosses and stuff you actually have to train and fight. But it's pretty fun and it's kind of like you know just this giant open island you can go around and hunt and create things. And um, the other one I've been playing is SD Gundam. Uh, is a Gundam game? How yeah. long ago did that come out? That came out this year, I think. Oh, they put a new Gundam game? Yeah, dude. They yeah. still have Gundam series going on. Yeah. Like, uh... That's unfortunate. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, me and Ted grew up with Gundam, and yeah, it's one Gundam. of the, it's one of few, it's one of the few anime things I can tolerate. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's actually pretty fucking fun, and it's uh, on uh, online story co-op, which is cool. Uh, so doing a lot of that, but I've also fallen down this hole of uh, retro games, and not the not like oh wow, you know I'm buying Super Nintendo games. No, I'm going and buying all these crazy emulators off these like weird Wish websites. <laughs> And buying these systems, like here, look at this one. I, I that's one of them. But th- this motherfucker can hook up to the TV. It plays Mega Drive, Sega Genesis, Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's I cool. got it, got it for eight dollars. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then I got another one that I spent a, a bit more on. It was like thirty, forty dollars, but it can. It's a handheld that can play like Dreamcast and stuff like that. That's and so awesome. yeah, it and that one has. 4,000 games on it. And then I got an actual little console thing that hooks up to the TV and that shit's got like bloody roar and shit on it. And it's got like PlayStation and 64, all that shit. And I've, I think I spent maybe all of these systems together, maybe a hundred dollars. Nice. Yeah. And what I found is, is that there's a, a horror movie game series. I never, uh, played or knew they had video games of, and that's Warlock. <laughs> oh, did, did they ever find fucking Julian Sands? He- I don't know. <laughs> we need to figure that out. Like, let's look that up actually, because that's what. After I said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's missing." Well, last time I checked, it didn't. <laughs> so, oh my god, that's not good. <laughs> like nobody brought it up again. It was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> It went on with their lives, which sucks because Julian Sands is awesome. I didn't know that his best friend was John Malkovich. Really? That's yeah, that's what the, John Rest Malkovich it. came out saying he's like his best friend. If Julian Sands dies, then Dan Zig will be forced to release Death Rider and the House of Vampires because he's in it. <laughs> You'll be forced at that point. You'll be obligated to release Death Rider and the House of Vampires. Well, we'll see Dan Zig in June so we can run up and try and convince him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like $300 tickets to get close to him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dude, they still haven't found him. Well, maybe he made himself disappear because he's a warlock. That's true. 
nothing on them. Yeah, dude. They still <laughs> haven't found a body or anything. <laughs> Damn. Maybe he was kidnapped by a bear. He, Maybe the bear is raising Julian Sands as his own now. Maybe. Maybe Julian Sands is a little bear baby. Yeah, Julian Sands kidnapper bear. Come on the show. <laughs> that's what it's like raising Julian Sands. <laughs> uh, no, that's sad, though. That's not good. Sad for uh, the bear not able to find a better person to raise. Jesus Christ. Oh, you <laughs> Julian Sands alone. He's done nothing to you. <laughs> um. Yeah, but no, still haven't found him. But I will say the games are actually kind of fun. Nice. And uh, I had no idea that they had a series of They have like Warlock, Warlock 2, and Warlock Armageddon. Huh. And uh, they're like... What did they come out for? I think it was the Mega Drive. The Sega Mega Drive. And um, I don't know. I could probably look on this thing and find out. But I've, dude, I've been just going down a rabbit hole because uh, they also have Splatterhouse one and two on here. I've been playing the fuck out of that. Fucking, fucking Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis around that time. I mean, that was the era for IPs. Yeah, they have tons. <laughs> they have a really horrible Super Nintendo Indiana Jones game on there. I don't remember which one that is. Uh, it, it, I can't, it, I think it's like its own story one. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not mm-hmm. good. Okay. Well, speaking of video game adaptations, fucking, uh, some news came out about Hellboy Web of Weird, which is a new Hellboy video game coming out for publisher Good Shepherd Entertainment and developer Upstream Arcade. Uh, it was unveiled that Lance Reddick voiced Hellboy in this game. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, you told me about it. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Um one of his last roles, I guess. Um I guess that he did all of his voice work for it. Uh Mike Mignola, I believe, wrote the game. Well then um, it's good. Uh you know, we talked last week that he died at six years old. Yeah. Um uh, the game will be released on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, and PC. I don't know if it has a release date yet. Um, let me see if there's any details about the gameplay. I don't think there is. Oh, it's a third-person roguelite. What the fuck is roguelite? Roguelite's like Diablo. Okay. Well, it's a third-person... Uh, where was I? Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I lost my place. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a third-person rogue-like um, action adventure with an original story created in collaboration with Mike Mignola. Um, and the game sends Hellboy on a series of vastly different and wholly unique adventures, but they're all tied to the mysterious Butterfly House. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, got actually got Mike Mignola's involvement, but Lance Reddick is voicing old big red in that game that's cool yeah that's pretty cool uh jordan pill announced his next movie will come out christmas 2024 okay no other details (laughs) he just said that's when it's coming out (laughs) that's news (laughs) uh what else still fuming over the loss (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh... (laughs) Let's see. Um, 
Malum comes out this week. Definitely mm. got to check that out, which is the reimagining of what I think is a really underrated movie, Late Shift or Last Shift. Saying oh. underrated, and then I can't remember the right name. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's underrated. So, it's so good. Late or Last Shift or something. <laughs> no, but it's good. And Malum is, I guess, a reimagining of the same movie, which is kind of weird. Like, I don't really know how you do that, especially since the movie's like under 10 years old. Right. So, but I'm interested to see it and see how they do it because I really liked that first one. Yeah, sure. I mean, so, but, but it's not a prequel. It's not a sequel. It's the same movie, but done differently. Yeah. I, this week, I need to check out John Wick Chapter 4 because apparently it's really good. And like I'll watch them one day. You've never seen any of them. Nope. They're good. I've been playing Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, what? Uh, Rob Zombie recording new House of Thousand Corpses commentary uh, track 20 years later. Why? Because <laughs> he, he's got new things to say. I guess it's the 20th anniversary new commentary track. Um, what was his last movie? What was his last movie? Yeah, was it Devil, the Three from Hell? That was Monsters. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I was going to be like, when's his next movie? And I'm like, no, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't want any more. Um, I like his, his commentary tracks. I haven't listened to one in a long time, but I remember really loving the Devil's Rejects commentary track. So, I mean, you know, if he has some new stuff to say about House Thousand Corpses, why not? Um, what else we got? Hey, Naked. Rob, did you enjoy filming this scene? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> A new memoir is coming out. Uh, the memoir of the late Stuart Gordon. Okay. Uh, Naked Theater and Uncensored Horror. You know, the great Stuart Gordon died, uh, I think that, what, like three years ago now? Um, but he had memoirs already written, um, which it's not only going to be talking about, you know, his movies and all that. <laughs> But the uh, release says, in this engaging, candid memoir, horror legend Stuart Gordon gives a vivid account of his remarkable journey from a student manning the barricades during the civil unrest of the 1960s via an infamous stint as an experimental theater maverick to ultimately becoming an iconic figure in cult cinema. Um, It will have also a special tribute from Jeffrey Combs in the book as well to Stuart, Stuart Gordon. And the artwork is pretty fucking cool as well. That is cool. Pretty awesome. Um, so that's going to be great. Uh, Stuart Gordon and his loss definitely left a bit of a hole in the horror community, I think. Um, and everybody said nothing but good things about him as a collaborator and a creative mind. Um, everybody from Jeffrey Combs to Charles Band to um, Mick Garris and other people. Anytime they recount things about Stuart Gordon, just saying how intelligent and great he was um, and gave us some of the best Lovecraft adaptations we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll be ready to read that book. Uh, reading is fun, right? Huh? Fundamental. (laughs) Uh, tell me about Jawbreaker. What? Jawbreaker is some new video game coming out. You know more about video games than I do. I don't know anything about it, to be honest. What's the stealth? (laughs) It's a self-survival horror game. Uh, coming out okay. called Jawbreaker. Um, the demo's available now. The trailer just got released. I don't know if you heard anything about it. No, but I'll go ahead and download it. <laughs> Get some for next week. 
you know, a report next week. Um, there's a new Gamera film coming out. Is there? Uh, sorry, it's an anime series. New Gamera anime series oh, coming out good. on Netflix. No huh? worries. No worries. No FOMO here. <laughs> uh, what was the name? Oh, the game? Jawbreaker. 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 There um, it is. I think it's out now. The demo's out now, yeah. Oh, yeah. The demo's out now. This this just got released like an hour ago. Oh, <laughs> the the new story, so. <laughs> Exclusive. From Blade Discovery that we just kind of aped on. Huh? That's pretty large for a demo. Yeah? Yeah. I got it listed here, so I'll get it after this. All right. Um, did you hear about Mondo? Nope. So Mondo, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Mondo is a label that puts out um, movie soundtracks um, on vinyl and a lot of great movie artwork from various artists, uh, as well as putting out collectibles. They used to be owned by Elmo Drafthouse, who also owned um, Birth Movies Death. Birth Movies Death left Alamo Draft House because of something that was going on within their... Something happened with their management that wasn't agreeable Birth Movies Death. So they left. Mondo got bought out by Funko. Funko um, Toy Company. Ew. Uh, who just fired all the fucking <laughs> uh, creators and owners of Mondo along with destroying their poster department and basically completely destroying Mondo altogether. Yep. So, less than a year of acquiring them. <laughs> Good job, Funko. They're like, hey, you know what people like more than posters? Pops. Like, we're That's just going to keep pushing these, even though nobody's buying them because the market's so saturated with them. They unceremoniously, there's a quote, unceremoniously laid off most of staff of Mondo. Um, uh, the rap report continues. They killed the poster division, which is a shock considering that's how Mondo started along with the division meant for cutting edge experiences and products called the lab, which was run by Mondo co-founder, Rob Jones, who was also laid off during the process. Mitch Putnam, another co-founder also got the ax. As of now, the only two divisions of the company that remain are the toys and records division, but insiders tell the rap it's unclear how long those divisions will remain as part of the Funko portfolio. Which sucks because their toy department was cool. They're putting out a lot of awesome uh, 90s animated uh, recreations, six scale figures of like X-Men. I feel like Mondo would probably keep the toys. I mean, Funko would probably keep the toys because that's kind of what they specialize in. Yep. I don't know about the records though. Yep. Um, Funko revealed that it suffered a loss in the fourth quarter of 2022 and that it would destroy between $30 million and $36 million worth of inventory and lay off 10% of its staff. Which, listen, I've never been a Funko guy. I've never really collected Funko. I don't really give a fuck about Funko. I think I may have three Funko Pop figures to my name. Probably all from me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, It's not my thing. Every convention we will go to, though, people fucking get the hardest fucking erection 
over those goddamn toys. Um, I don't think so anymore, though. Like, you know, Paige. Paige used to be fucking, like, obsessed with Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. But it just got to the point where she's like, they're just making them for fucking everything. There's, like, nothing. Yeah. They're just annoying now. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm tired of The market's spread too thin. There's no reason. Before, it used to be very distinct and exclusive. It's like so. you can get them at GameStop, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like I can literally the fucking kangaroo gas station has pops there. It's everywhere. And I've been saying for a while, it seemed like, because remember a few years ago, their stock dropped drastically compared to what they were doing. And I think it's just so much. It's just whenever you oversaturate the market, you usually start losing the audience. Yep. Like at, like at the comic book movies, you know, they're, they're bringing in less and less money each release just because Great of the loss, what's the fucking point. Um, you right. are the market. You aren't giving a reason for people to care. Um, yeah. So that sucks. Um, I wish the founders the best because I mean, you know, they made a super successful business already. I'm sure they're going to figure out something else to go and do and maybe go make a new poster division some out some other way or something like that. Cause they probably will. Artists. What's that? They probably will. Yeah, there's a lot of artists that, you know, do a lot of um, artwork for a lot of these Blu-ray companies and stuff like that that got their start through Mondo. Um, well, I was going to say, I'm sure a lot of them are going to be like, like a lot of these companies are probably going to be scrambling to get those people on board. Oh, for sure. You know, and I mean, that's great. I mean, they're, they're not going to hurt for work. They're going to find more work. Uh, but it just sucks that label has to go under. Um, I'm a big Mondo fan. Um I never had the money to buy them. <laughs> yeah, they're always expensive or you had to be lucky to be able to fucking get something before it's sold out. But, you know, whenever you could get a hold of something, it's pretty awesome. It's but also, quality, yeah. as far as like the vinyl record market goes right now and the art market goes right now, because you have things like wax work and you have things like Terravision. Uh, um, mm-hmm. You know, you have all these other record companies that are um, uh, uh was a ship to shore. I mean, you have so many that are putting out movie soundtracks for horror and other films and stuff like that, that, I mean, there's a lot of competition out there right now also. So Mondo isn't quite the unique thing it was before. And I think Funko went and bought it and it's just like, Oh man, this isn't saving our shitty company. So we better just ax it all, cut our losses, which is, which is super fucking shitty and welcome to the corporate world. But yeah, sucks. I wish them the best in their endeavors. Um, I mean, I'm sure they'll be fine in the long run, but sucks that it happened. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other news? I don't think so. All I right. think we're ready for the best of many monster madness. All right. <laughs> All right. I guess. No, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I guess that brings us to our main topic. Trailer time. Trailer time. Milton? This is Laura Spencer. She's a good friend of Stacy's. Hi. Um, it's nice to meet you. Hi. She does seem to be a nice girl. I'm sure she is. Talk to her. I mean, give her hand the night off. And while we're here, I'm going to take care of business. Uh, 
Just call me Niagara Falls. Dangerous. They're armed with defective bioorganic weapons. Laura, these creatures were created purely for reason of destruction. He seems not to be able to communicate verbally. If you'll notice, his body is embedded into the pod. Somehow, this whole pod is all part of him. All right. 1991. Beasties. Um. Written and directed by Stephen Contreras. His only movie. Why? There Who is, knows? <laughs> there is minimal, minimal background on this movie. Um, what I could find out is that uh, David Dakota, who I think we've talked on the show before, maybe. Uh, David Dakota did things like Nightmare Sisters and uh, Sorority Babes and the Slime Bowl Ball. Slime Ball Bolorama. It's always a tongue twister, that mm-hmm. part. Um, a lot of movies like that. We talked We talked about them when we had uh, Kevin Von Esper on the show. Um, because because Dookie Flyswatter was yeah. uh, involved with David. Our also. first interview. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, David Dakota bought the rights for this movie for some fucking reason. <laughs> and he distributed 200... VHS. That was the first run. They made 200 copies of the VHS. And then they didn't make another run because the sales were too poor. <laughs> you know how bad it is if you can't sell 200 VHS of your movie? <laughs> Band up to where you're like, oh, we aren't pressing any more of this. <laughs> so, really, that's that's uh, Beasties in a nutshell. Um, the thing that I can say about this film that's makes it distinct from the other movies that we've talked about in this miniseries. And now in hindsight, looking at the five movies that we chose, Ghoulies, Munchies, uh, Hobgoblins, Critters, and now Beasties, is that um, they're all kind of different from, they're all pretty different from each other. And even though they're seen as kind of ripoffs of Gremlins, None of them feel like a distinct, distinct ripoff of Gremlins, except for one. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was an unabashed ripoff of shameless, shameless ripoff of Gremlins is, of course, Munchies. Beasties, though, barely has any small creatures in it. Barely, yeah, <laughs> but the whole thing's not really about them. I don't even know why. They're yeah, there. it's kind of pointless. <laughs> like, but it's it's hilarious. We should talk about things instead. Well, until we get to the the end, where you figure out what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a mess. <laughs> the movie's a fucking mess. But um, I do like BCs more than I like. Munchies is hands down the worst thing we talked about. Yeah, I will say Munchies is the worst out of them all. It may be one of the worst movies you watch for this whole podcast. It's bad. That movie fucking pisses me off thinking about it. Um, Beasties is low-budget charm. 
It's uh, very low. <laughs> it, it, it has what makes those, you know, a bad movie good. It has that charm of, of this is so damn ridiculous. Like you can see what, what Stephen Contreras is going for, but it's the complete incompetence of filmmaking <laughs> and screenplay writing. Um, that makes it charming. Makes it charming that I see what you're going for, but Jesus fucking Christ. I'm actually talking to the guy who runs that Brain Buster video about making a Beastie's bootleg. And he uh, just said, yeah, absolutely. He's <laughs> like, sure, whatever. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> All right. So um, what are your thoughts on uh, Beastie's? Uh, I, as we discussed, there's one major issue with this movie, minus the acting and the plot and the story and the filming and everything like that. <laughs> there was one problem on top of all those other problems. And that's how long it is. <laughs> well, okay, so this is a streaming anywhere on the regular streaming sites. You can find it on YouTube, though, and it's only the extended Yeah, that's true. I don't know what the normal cut is. I don't even know if I really want to know what the normal kind of movie is. Uh, honestly, <laughs> if it's not as, like, I don't know, man. I kind of, maybe we needed that hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We sure didn't. <laughs> oh, God, that um, was fun. I I had, but the first thing I text Blaze is "fuck you" for making me watch this, and then it, it wore on me a little bit over time. I still gave it a two out of ten. But I mean, yeah, but it is like along the lines of something like, well, I'll, I don't know. You know, there was there was one movie I think you hated more than much so far that I made you watch. Jacko. No, I rather watch Jacko than. Oh Munchies. yeah, okay. So Munchies yeah. so far is my success. All right, I gotta keep yeah, no, going Jacko. worse. Like Jacko, I'd rather watch Jack. I mean, Jack is bad, but I'd rather watch Jack or the Munchies. Like if I if I had to watch one of them, um, you know, and just give them the option, like, hey, you gonna watch one of these? I would kill myself. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, all right, so Beasties, go ahead, please. All right, so. Our movie starts out with our nerdy protagonist, Nelson. No? That's not how does it start again? Oh, no. It starts out with car <laughs> sex. The car started, sex. The, car the, sex. The, the way this movie should start. It was a car <laughs> sex scene. Not even just... Our opening shot is literally a tire... Squeaking <laughs> up and down. ...of the car. And the fucking car squeaking on top of the tire. And buckle in, motherfucker, because this is beastly. Yes. After that. And it's just like... We go, hey, did you hear something? What? I didn't hear anything. Wait, what's that? Oh! <laughs> yeah, Sherry Moon Zombie. It's like, hey, go check out that noise. <laughs> She looked like Sherry Moon. I even took a note of it. I'm like, I, I put asterisk Sherry Moon and some fucking guy. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> that was my note. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, these little creatures show up out of nowhere. They bite them. Uh, the most look- hilarious comical bite sound. <laughs> Just the cartooniest bite sound. The sound design is so bad. Um, I don't even... How, what, how would you describe the 
creatures looking? They look like like slug. They're like things, slugs like with teeth. But the thing is that I do appreciate about this movie is that they all look a bit different. Yeah, one one comes in later and has looks like a movable eye. Or something. Yeah. Which was actually press up, and then you have like the in. fucking one that is like arms and walking around, looks kind of like yeah. Candle yeah. Jack from Freakazoid. Yeah. Scream! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> what an underrated show! <laughs> it's pretty great, um, but yeah, they get attacked and they play. I believe like a sting from the Halloween. They play like a sting from the Halloween music. Like in the soundtrack, I don't know if you noticed I didn't, it. Nah, I didn't notice it. They took from the Halloween side, like the ding, 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 ding. Oh, like yeah, the, the carpenter, ding. like the same note thing. They they fucking sampled a part of that in the fucking or they ripped it off in the soundtrack. They probably ripped so. it off. Like sampling <laughs> stuff back in those days was a lot harder than just ripping it off. Yeah, just ripping it off. Because you didn't sure. know um, people weren't as uh, easy to find torrents and MP3s and such. They didn't exist it yet. Wasn't as, <laughs> well, not as easy. But um, <laughs> so now we're yeah. At- and so they both die. The the the, the Sherry Moon dies. Somehow they bite her in the tummy. Kind of over. They bite huh? her in the tummy. <laughs> Do yeah. they? You, you don't see it. <laughs> she just spits up some blood and she's or dead. She- and then we get introduced to our two main characters. I guess I don't I guess think our he's two main characters. Character. Uh, <laughs> oh, Nelson. So Nelson's the uh, stereotypical nerdy guy, and he is studying microbiology. And his fat, stupid roommate is like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> we got. I got a date for you. Come on, man, we got a date." And he's like, "No, I want to do my studies." <laughs> Oh come on, man! I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop until you come on this date with me. I got a girl; she's real hot. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "Are you not gonna?" He's literally a nerd bullying another nerd. But I guess Chubbs, you find out he, he is part of the football team. I yeah, think. he is part of the football team. And, um, and what what is what is Nelson? What is he studying? What's he doing a project on? Microbiology. Mm-hmm. But does he say it's a detail of like what he's trying to accomplish? He's with trying. He thinks DNA is somehow like the the key to solving all disease and everything right. like that. Right. So he gets like really big on that whole spiel. And uh, sure. he's like, "You're not going to leave me alone it. until I go with you, are you?" He's like, "Not unless you can throw my two hundred ten pound ass out the window." I'm like. Bro, you're more than 210. <laughs> <laughs> He's not 210. And also, there's a whole bunch of gay panic in the scene where just like, oh, no, it's usually the girl. They're going to start thinking we're gay. Ooh, we're going to be gay. And just keeps on saying shit like that. And just like, yeah, dude. I think that's that should be the least of your worries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, you need to get some pussy. <laughs> like, whatever. It's just like, Jesus fuck it starts talk- but then right after it just starts talking about nelson's balls so yeah yeah <laughs> sure it's like they're gonna think we're gay anyways let's talk about your testicles for a while <laughs> oh man good stuff so finally he goes out and 
they're outside. We begrudgingly agree. And Stacy, who is Chubb's girlfriend, is there with her friend. And what was her name? Sarah? Is it Sarah? Or is it no? That's the other girl. Sarah, no, Stacy right? is the other girl. No, no, Sarah. Sarah's the one. We Sarah's the on. one you meet later on. Yeah. Uh. What was her name? Fuck, he even monotonely screams it like throughout the movie. Laura? Yeah, Laura. Laura. She's like, this is my friend Laura. And he's like, well, wait, Chubbs. She doesn't even look like she's in college. She looks really young. (laughs) He's like, don't worry about that. (laughs) It's going to be fine. So they get in the car. The best part. The best part is whenever he introduces himself to her. And this shows you, like, that Stephen Contreras clearly didn't know how to direct his actors um, or edit his film or do anything right. But <laughs> he walks up. Nelson's like, hi, it's nice to meet you. And then, <laughs> and then you know, normally when someone says that to you, you're like, oh, it's nice to meet you. But <laughs> fuck it, what's her name? Laura. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Laura says it the same way as if she's introduced herself. It's like, hi, it's nice to I, meet you. I, I, and because her's like, hi, it's nice to meet you. They just say that the entire drive. Hi, it's nice to meet you. Like, please. <laughs> so they get to the the fucking coolest hangout in town, which is a fast food burger place. Where they wait outside and Stacy brings up to Chubbs that they haven't talked the entire... Laura and Nelson haven't talked the entire trip to the fast food restaurant. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I, I'll, I'll figure it out. And he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Nelson, come with me, because my wiener's so fucking huge. I need your help. He says, please, please, it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... So they go in there, and he's like, why aren't you talking to her? I don't know what to say. Like, just talk to her, blah, 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 blah. And then we run into our hero of the story, Hammerhead and the gang. <laughs> well, well, okay. <laughs> not only. Not only like, oh, hey, hey, just talk to her. Too. Yeah, I know. Very unmemorable. Before they go to the bathroom, but whenever they're in the bathroom and they're talking, um, I find it funny. I was like, dude, you're blowing this. You're blowing me fucking my girlfriend. (laughs) And I've clearly been with for like a long time. You're you're blowing my date by not talking to her underage. Because that was the thing. It was like, she looks young, like you said, and they keep on bringing it up. And then he's like, hey, are you sure? Like, he's just part of college? And he's like, well, no, she's underage. But anyways, you should fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> and you, at first, you're like, good job, Nelson. Like, you shouldn't do that. But that quickly oh, changes. That quickly changes in very awkward ways. Uh, oh, well, uh, we'll get to that. But yeah, whenever they first pull up to the the drive-in burger joint, when they, when they pull into Sonics, <laughs> they... Um, <laughs> oh. We introduced to two nerdy characters, which I don't even know what their point in this movie no, is. No, they're just but dumb. It's two like... guys. They're trying to pick up chicks. And these two ladies drive up in their vehicle. And the way one of them, and I may have interpreted this scene wrongly. So if I did, 
please correct me. But his plan on how to pick these ladies up is he pulls his cock out of his pants and exposes them. I don't remember that part. Yeah, because he unzips and that's what they're like giggling at and shit. And so, and then later on he tries to do it again and his friend's like, let's try this instead and pulls out a pipe and an ascot. That's right. But I'm pretty sure he keeps on pulling his dick out and exposing his cock to women. (laughs) And later on, it kind of works, which is super fucked up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this this is a fun one. So, but while they're trying to pick up women by exposing their baby dicks, <laughs> their flaccid cocks. To <laughs> yeah. That's where you have the most luck is when you pull out your flaccid penis. <laughs> a van. Well, now van doesn't roll up. A, a van is already there, but a large um, Gene Simmons looking motherfucker <laughs> sitting at one of the tables, uh, minding his own business. And one of these guys trips over his shoe. Um, and, you know, you know, you can tell this guy is a bad motherfucker, you know, because not only does he have a uh, leather vest on, he looks like a, a ruffian, but also has a big old peace sign on the back. Yeah, which makes, I, yeah, he's <laughs> just like, oh, he's evil and he's mean. Peace, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. And then he trips one of the the goofy kids and he turned around i don't think he trips them i think he accidentally trips over his shoe i don't think he purposely trips the kid though but he scuffs his boots up which is what he gets no he gets pissed off because he calls him an asshole about it oh yeah and then hammerhead the hero of the story (laughs) uh comes in looking like a Susie and the banshees reject and uh, start saying, hey, "They're punkers, you man. They're punkers." You don't call, you don't call him an asshole. That makes me so bad when people call him an asshole. I hate it when people call my friend an asshole. And they start fucking with him. The two nerdy guys are like, "We're sorry, we're sorry." And then they see uh, Chubbs going into the bathroom, and he's like, "Hey, wait a minute! That's the dude who fucking pissed on my van." Like <laughs> I was like, "What?" It's like he doesn't even know him. He just saw him pissing on his van at some point. At some point, when they're leaving some show, we find out. But we're also introduced to Vamp as well in that scene. Vamp is Hammerhead's uh, girlfriend, co-associate. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, buddy. I don't know something. <laughs> but it's just. It's the love of his life, apparently, and uh, she puts up with a whole lot of fucking shit from that guy. But, um, yeah, and they just talk about, I had to take a note of it, stomp ass. They love coming stomping back. ass. They're ready to stomp ass on those kids. Uh, and, that, and that's not a one-time thing. They're no, they say it throughout the, the fucking movie. We're going to stomp your okay. ass. But we find out that they aren't the goth kids. They're punkers. <laughs> but they, they all have a very goth punk uh, aesthetic to how they dress. A lot of makeup and black clothes and chains. And uh... Stone Cold probably watched that and was like, this could use some workshopping. <laughs> Stomp a mud hole in your ass. All right. 
And I bet Steve, <laughs> the director, is just sitting over there like, why the fuck didn't I think of that? <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, whenever whenever Hammerhead notices Chubb, is the scene where him and Nelson are talking in the bathroom about fucking this underage girl. Yep, sure is. And Hammerhead walks into the bathroom while they're in there talking. Yeah, right? and he starts talking. He pulls out a knife, obviously. As one does. And uh, he's like, in ancient China, they would cut thieves' hands off if they stole. And if somebody ran from battle, they would cut their feet off. So what would justify you pissing on my van? I'm going to cut your wiener off. Ha, 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 ha. You won't feel a thing. Ha, 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 ha. Um, I actually can't remember how they got out of that. I think he kicks him the nuts. Yeah, I think he does. Every a lot of nut kicking in this out. movie. Lots of nut kicking. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot. But here's the thing: they run out, and I think there's a scene missing. At least in the version I watched. You watch one that you watch the extended cut on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? So they run out, and there's a bunch of guys standing out there. The football like, team. Hey, yeah, the football team is like, hey, you're a little outnumbered. Dude, um, and then it cuts to uh, Stacy and Laura in the car, and Chubbs and fucking Nelson just walk back to the car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she's like, you guys took a long time, so I ordered for you. And he's like, okay. And then the food gets there. He's like, you got me a single patty. I wanted another patty. <laughs> I'm a growing boy. What are you going to this? My <laughs> yeah, we're introduced that the guys that stopped the punkers, um, Hammerhead and his crew, is the quarterback. I can't remember, I don't know his fucking name, but he's the quarterback of yeah, the football the, team. He, he's a nothing character. He's just kind of there in this movie sometimes. He's he really doesn't play a part in any fucking way, shape. Or yeah. Form. So the the fuckers it, get in their van and drive off, and then the two nerdy kids. Or the goofball kids run up to fucking the quarterback. He's like, hey, we're having a beer blast over at the fucking park. And it's like, what the fuck is a beer blast? And why are you doing it in a public park? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, are there going to be chicks there? Or are going to be like, oh, yeah, there's tons of chicks. Chicks for everyone, bro. We pass them around. Like, this is a small town. And uh, it's really just to fucking stick you orgy. Um, <laughs> We're just enjoying each other's sloppy seconds. We can't wait to go. <laughs> and I honestly, I think there's some parts we should skip over, like the driving scenes, because there's so many like cars being switched and shit like that. Like, yeah, no, we don't need to worry about any of that shit. Here's the thing where we are right now is that those two nerds get it. Invited to a, 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 a party. Beer Instead, they're just people hanging out at the same fucking hamburger restaurant, exposing their dicks to, to ladies. <laughs> One has a fucking stupid idea of, um, hey, they love British British guys. I saw it in a movie. So he puts on an ascot and a pipe. He smokes, smokes a pipe. Um, and that's their arc for like ever. So we're not even going to talk about all that shit. What we do need to talk about is that Chubbs and his girlfriend get into a little bit of an argument and they leave the car for a while. 
and Nelson and Laura are in the car and they have a heart to heart. And we need to talk about this. Yeah, we fucking do. <laughs> we need to talk about this is a very you know, uh, statutory heart to heart. Well, this is statutory, but also, you know, a movie, <laughs> a movie um, is strongest whenever it shows and doesn't tell. Whenever you feel like a relationship is building naturally. Especially when it's a romantic relationship. A movie is always best whenever it can convey that two characters are connecting just with images and soft movements and subtle things that happen. Steven Couture said, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> tell you what's happening. <laughs> Stephen Couture says, suck my balls. I'm going to t- show you that they're in love. <laughs> wow, you really seem like a great guy, Nelson. <sighs> I don't know where you get that from, Laura, but I think you're pretty swell as well. What are you studying? Uh, microbiology. I think DNA could blah, 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 blah. Wow, that's amazing. Oh. <laughs> There's a part, whatever, she's like, oh, you're so different from other guys. Like, other guys, you don't care about one thing, but you're so nice. You must have a lot of girlfriends. No, actually, I don't. Wow, that's hard to believe. <laughs> and uh, then the, the probably my favorite line of that whole fucking movie. I just can't date guys my age. That's why I go for older guys. That's like, oh, <laughs> like I guess, I guess. Uh, so she's supposed to turn sixteen in three months. She says so. She's fifteen at the moment. It's really not that big of an age gap between them because I think he's supposed to be what, like eighteen, nineteen years old. He's like twenty. Because he's a is he? He's 20? a junior. Is he a junior in college? He's a junior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's not. Yeah. No, that's. That's yeah, too big of a gap. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought it was like for some reason it was like a freshman or sophomore. I'm like, ah, he's still a teenager. <laughs> but nope. yeah, nope. never mind. <laughs> nope, never mind. No, he's like 20. So, you're on Nelson. I can't help you. Okay, well, here's the thing: like, the age gaps are so weird because we went to high school with this guy, right? And he was fucking. Um, I think we were like 15 or 16 at the time. And he was dating a fucking 11-year-old. What? Yeah. Yeah. And you see, it's like, well, it's like five years or something like that. It's like, yeah, but there's a lot of development in those few years. So yeah. we made fun of him and called him pedo. And, yeah. and then we called the cops. We on. called the police. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I got it, that kid. I teabagged him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> teabag kid, come on the come show. On the show. Uh, I was not really teabag. I just threw my nuts on his forehead because he was a dick. <laughs> That's teabag. Oh, then yeah. <laughs> he's, a, so he's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you can't study all the time. You gotta come see girls sometime, bro. <laughs> like, so they, but uh, so they, so yeah. Now we know that they're deeply and madly in love. Yeah, because she said so, and he said so also, and she grabbed his hand, 
And now, even though the whole movie, they've just been awkwardly sitting in the back, back seat. They go to kiss like four times throughout the movie and it gets interrupted every time. And you're like, thank God, uh, because we would have to call the police. (laughs) But they're still in love. Sure are. They're still in love. Uh, And I think this is the point where we go back to our, our punk goth rockers. Hammerhead. Gang. Oh yeah, we get introduced to our main antagonist of the film. Osiris, like Osiris, the demon man who's been living in the basement of their club. Osiris, yeah, who they found. We find out later, just living in the basement of their goth club. Telling them that the end is here. They're like, oh, we're gonna kick this guy out, and then he's like, but wait, and they're like, oh, never mind. We're all worshippers now. And he has a helmet on. That's it so is clear. Shao Kahn ripoff. It's, it's a Shao Kahn ripoff. It's a Shao Kahn ripoff, but it's also clearly a baseball yes, helmet. It is a baseball. <laughs> it's a baseball helmet they painted to look like a skull. <laughs> God damn, this is a great movie. Um, so who is Osiris? I mean... He's like a weird demon guy. <laughs> That's the best explanation you really get for it. Is that somehow he's connected with things going on, which you find out he's not really connected with things going on, but he has superpowers. <laughs> I, I when we get close to the ending, we'll explain a little bit more. Where I, I, I guess what they were trying to say. Well, I thought they were trying to say until I found out it wasn't what they were trying to say. But there's somewhere I'm like, oh, I guess this is his relation. That's just like, oh, no, that's not no, his relation. It's just like, he, oh. he was a demon guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, so Osiris is just a demon that lives at the bottom of this golf club. <laughs> has a portal to hell. So he went downstairs and found a throne of, of bones and stuff just in the basement of our club. <laughs> like... And so, uh, yeah, he's just hanging out down there. Uh, during this time, we're getting scenes of our mini monsters sometimes. And it seems like they only attack people they are about to be fucking. Um, during this time, we're also introduced to uh, Sarah, who's another one of our protagonists. She's an 18-year-old, that, and her parents trust her to be at home alone. Because she's fucking 18. <laughs> the yeah, why the like, fuck? It's the first time I've been home alone before. It's like, fuck, really? <laughs> like, yeah. You must have like, pulled some bad shit as a kid. Like, <laughs> And she's waiting for her boyfriend Frankie to come and slip her the we D. Uh, guess what? Frankie gets killed <laughs> before he gets there and turns into a spirit of Halloween. We don't know if so. he gets killed. That's Frankie. his body. Oh, yeah. he's the one that's he's the one that's in the car and his car stalls, and then he gets out of the car and one of the creatures attacks him, and then later on the two nerdy right, kids like find his car, to open the door, body. and he's like looks like a third of Halloween prop. That's right. I didn't know that was Frankie because the audio is so bad. Um, I was waiting for Frankie, and I'll tell you why. I was looking on IMDb and Letterboxd. And I was like, does this does this movie have any recognizable actors in it? And we're going down. It's like, nobody, nobody, nobody. And then I came across Tony Jay is in this movie. Now, for anybody that doesn't know Tony Jay, Tony Jay is a uh, 
famous voice actor that's passed now, but he did Frollo's voice in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. He did voices in um, Beauty and the Beast. He's a very accomplished, very distinct voice actor. I'm like, holy shit, what's he doing in this? It's like he's playing Frankie. And then Frankie shows up. I'm like, that's not Tony J. <laughs> <laughs> and not so him. much that I fucking... Re- I reported the film on Letterboxd. <laughs> I was going to say, man, when you said Tony J, I'm like, there's no fucking way he was in that movie. I didn't see him anywhere in that shit. So much that I reported the movie on Letterboxd. I'm like, hey, this isn't the Tony J. This is just some guy named Tony J. You should probably change this. <laughs> fucking Tony J has not been able to rest until now. He's like... I'm trying to save his soul. Thank you. I can pass it to the next round. Osiris is like, no, my Tony J versus. Yeah. So, but but during this whole time, I work on a detail. Um, yeah, the, it feels like the monsters are just attacking people that are about to fuck. Yeah, they're they're barely a part of the movie. Yeah. Until they become like literally no part of the movie. Um, also during this time, while driving around, uh, Nelson and Laura, well, they don't stumble upon no, it. Who the fuck uh, stumbles they're, upon they're friends. Yeah, they have two other friends that just fucking pop up that have like, nothing to do in the movie. They're Actually, I think the guy's name is Jay. Oh, yeah. That guy's name yeah. is Jay, yeah. But it's not Tony yeah. J. Tony J doesn't even play J in this movie. He doesn't even play a character named Tony in this movie. He's not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hey, my parents oh, are gone for the weekend. He's like, oh, that's just wonderful. <laughs> I'm very appreciative to know that. I will be over. Let me host haste, my darling. <laughs> the world is cruel. That <laughs> wicked. Let me, let me, let me sting this not this song that didn't age well about gypsies. <laughs> hey girl, do you want to come with me to the beer blast at the park? <laughs> I mean, with a voice like that, how can you say yeah. no? <laughs> but yeah, we were introduced That's to Jay and his stuff, honey. I can't wait to slip it in. <laughs> We're, we're introduced to Jay and his girlfriend who are in a car about to bone. The creatures show up, so they they get attacked. They flee the car. Yeah. You stumble upon this. They stumble upon what's that? No, go on. No, oh, they stumble upon a, a spacecraft. What they think is spacecraft of some sort, and then somehow they run into Nelson and Laura. And them. how the fuck do they run into each other? Uh, because they're. No, 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 no. They go to the burger place. After, after, after they, they see, see it. The and then they're like, oh, man, you know, our car's broken down. We saw, like, this spacecraft. And then Nelson's like, oh, my God, that could be an amazing discovery. Let's go look at the spacecraft, everybody. And they're, Laura's like, yeah. yeah I'm going to see a spacecraft for my sweet 16. <laughs> For my quinceanera. That's, that was last year. <laughs> I'm mature now. I'm a woman. I, I went to womanhood. Come yeah, on. Um, sure. So, so, of course, of course, fucking uh, 
uh, Nelson and Laura just go, hey, let's just go onto the fucking ship. Yeah, spaceship. <laughs> and everyone else is like, uh, no. And he's like, you guys go tell the police that there's a spacecraft out here. Quickly. And which they, which they do. <laughs> and those sheriff is taking a shit. <laughs> what in the hell's going on out here? Sheriff, it is I, Tony <laughs> There appears to be a spacecraft. <laughs> Which also, during that time, we find out <laughs> there is a subplot. There's a story arc to Chubbs. You find out that he has a, a problem with pissing on vehicles. And then he's like, hey, that's the kid who pissed on my squad car. Oh. <laughs> his his story arc is literally like Beavis and Butthead to America. Yeah. Whenever their neighbors are talking about them always whacking in his tool shed. <laughs> you damn. <laughs> them, them boys are whacking my tool shed. <laughs> Please. There appears to be a spacecraft ruining the children's beer blasts. Damn you, Tony J. Like, there ain't no such thing as a spacecraft. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. And during this whole time, Nelson and uh, Laura are walking around on the spaceship. They just take a fucking egg off of it, run off. They happen to stumble upon Sarah's house. And Sarah's Sarah has been to... attacked by one of them. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, hey, can we do experiments in your kitchen? <laughs> And she's like, no. <laughs> Understandably, no, you can't. Uh, yeah, Sarah's definitely one of the better actors in this. Yeah, uh, she's also one of the only rational ones in it. Uh, so they dick around this house for fucking ever. We aren't going to go detail on it. <laughs> but um, because they leave at some point and then they come back to the fucking house. I don't even know why. To which she's begrudgingly like, oh, yeah, you can. You can just fucking fuck with that egg here. I don't care. Yeah. I don't even remember. She leaves the house also to look for... Her. Oh, that's how they talk her into it. At one point, they're like, hey, we'll go find Frankie. You would um, do that for me? Yeah. And they all leave the house. And do they get kidnapped? Huh? Do they get kidnapped yeah. or something like that? I don't know. During that time? Uh, yeah. They get their, I don't they, know. They, they're driving and Hammerhead and the gang are taking some other dude's vehicle after Vamp shows her titties and the guy's like ah, I gotta stop for them titties it's such a weird character that gets introduced he picks up the nerdy kids and he's like this guy's like my mom let me out of the house I'm gonna go to the party I can't wait to go this mirror everybody hey hitchhikers that seems fun wow boobies he's <laughs> so enthusiastic about literally everything like you pull down your shirt while I'm driving on the road I am speeding past you <laughs> Like I, I'm like you're fucking insane. Like, yeah. If you if you pull your shirt off, like you know, show your titties while I'm driving by, I'm gonna speed up to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna drive Jeez. off. <laughs> Have a little this bit of self-respect. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> you need to reconsider your life choices. <laughs> You're better than You this. could have just asked for a ride. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to pick you up. I don't know who you are, but somebody will. Uh, but yeah, they, they steal that kid's car because something... 
does the van pop a tire or something? No, shit? runs out of Run battery because you find out there's a magnetic force that's going around the spacecraft that drains the battery. They mention it in a scene once. Like Yeah. Yep, that's what happens. So they see Sarah and they kidnap her. Well, Sarah, Nelson, and uh, Laura are all in the truck together. And right. they are driving. Um, they pull them out of the car, Hammerhead and the gang, and they're like, Whoa, Nelson, this is the guy Osiris wants. <laughs> Bunch of stupid dialogue. And then Sarah pulls her shotgun out of the car and blows off one of the heads of Cy- uh, Hammerhead's gang. <laughs> She kills somebody. Yeah, she murders him, like straight up. And she has no sympathy. It doesn't even weigh on her. No, she doesn't give the rest of the movie. And uh, to be honest, the more you hang out with that gang, the more you're like, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's fair. But um, yeah, so they end up kidnapping them after uh, the weird. Long-haired Danny McBride steals the shotgun from Sarah. After Kenny Powers. After Kenny Powers takes the gun away from her. And they get to the club, and they put all three of them in a cage. It's just a random cage that's there on the bottom of their goth club. And Hammerhead takes Sarah, and he's like, You blew one of my gang members' heads off. That's pretty fucking hot. We should bone. <laughs> And so he takes her to the club and they start drinking beers and then vamps all pissed off in the corner, talking to her friend Medusa saying like, I can't believe he got over me. Who's that sir chick anyway? And then Medusa and her are like, we're going to get him back for this. So vamp goes and lets Nelson and Laura out of the cage. They're just like, go get out of here. And they don't. <laughs> they stay there. Also, before this, we forgot to mention a very crucial part earlier. Osiris specifically wants oh Nelson, Nelson. because of a dream he had. Yes, we we haven't found out yet, but we're about to. We haven't explained why, but we're about to. But we forgot to leave out because that's a crucial detail to everything that's about to happen. Osiris specifically wants Nelson. That's, that's right. That is correct. Um. Yeah. So Laura and him, why are you letting us go? She's like, just fucking go. Shut up. Like. So he take Hammerhead takes Sarah away to a private room and tries to take advantage of her, but she uh, kicks him straight in the nuts and he passes out twice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah t- kicks him straight in the nuts twice and it makes him pass out. Um, Double tap. So she comes out, and then Vamp and Medusa are waiting there, and they go to beat her up. And here comes fucking Nelson and Laura, like, hey, let her go. <laughs> please, please let her go. <laughs> and Medusa's like, oh, I'm going to punch this kid. And he's like, oh, I'll punch you first. And then she knocks him out immediately. <laughs> and Laura's like, no, the love of my life. <laughs> We're so in love. <laughs> How dare you hit the love of my life? And then Sarah hit tries to hit Medusa with a two by four and it doesn't work out. And then they take Sarah down to Osiris 
and Osiris, they're like, look, we have a sacrifice for you, Osiris. He's like, I don't care about them. Hey, you guys, (laughs) you guys should sacrifice. So he goes to the girl to the left of him. He's like, hey, Esmeralda or whatever your fucking name is. Emerald, Emerald, what's her name? Emerald. Uh, He's like, you are my most favored follower. Fight Medusa to the death. Who is the strongest woman we have? And so Medusa kills her, and then after a really boring fight scene, Medusa stands up. I have that awful low energy. And then Medusa stands up and kills herself immediately after. I had to rewind them. Like, I just missed something. Yeah, I was was really confused by that. And then Sarah just walks out of the room. That's how, that's how they escape. Like, that they just walk out. I think. I think when Sarah walks out of the room, I think she's. I think she's gone for the rest of the movie, isn't she? Isn't she? Just yeah, gone? Sarah's gone. Um, she's done. That's that all. But she's gone. Uh, then he drinks the blood. Uh, Osiris drinks the blood of Emerald and Medusa, and he turns into a Power Rangers villain. Yeah, he, he turns into a mummy because um, he has AIDS now. <laughs> so, drinking a bunch of blood. So his face just gets all wrinkly. It's like, I'm dying. It's like, yeah, you drank two people's blood. You, you don't even know idiot. them. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Nelson and Laura are still there. Nelson you know, Laura Sarah is still there. And then Hammerhead's just like, hey. Here's Nelson Osiris. He's like, aha, Nelson, just who I've been waiting for. And <laughs> it's Nelson. He's like, bring him to me. And, and the putties come and they take him closer. They take him closer. He's like, ah, but I cannot kill him for the hand of evil cannot kill the Nelson. It must be the hand of an innocent. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, where did that come from? So he's... But, but during this time, it, he explains, though, why he wants Nelson, right? Does he? Yeah, He's like, I saw him in a dream. I don't remember the rest of it. There's a dream where it's like, our... Well, he doesn't explain as much as Nelson does. Where it's like, our futures are connected. And it has, because he tells, he tells fucking Laura, where he's like, he's connected to the aliens. They're all in the future. It all makes sense because they're actually connected. And fucking Osiris talks about how his father, he gives him bring up like his dad. So I thought that's where it's leading, where it's like, oh my God, like the alien spacecraft is some occult thing that came here. And that fucking something in the future, Nelson's going to become something in the future that's going to thwart Osiris's evil reign. That's what's hinted at. Yeah. But Nelson knows it. Yeah, he does. He just randomly knows what's going on. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) He's like, when did this happen? (laughs) Where did you get this information, Nelson? And then Laura, Laura, he's like, stab him. Stab him. And she's like, no. And just very lightly puts the dagger (laughs) into Osiris, who goes, ah! Oh, and then they're like, "Oh shit!" He's they stabbed Osiris, and then they run away. 
and Hammerhead is trying to look surprised, but ends up smiling instead. What happened? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So they go out. Uh, and for some reason, so what happens after that is they go to the scene and the two girls that the the weird goofballs were fucking with earlier are like, you know what? They're kind of cute. Let's drive them to this party. So they take them to the party. And then there's quarterback, dude. And they're like, hey, Hammerhead and the gang's got these people. And he's like, Hammerhead, we'll go team up on them or some bullshit. So next thing you know, Hammerhead and them find Nelson, Laura, and Sarah. And behind them is like, hey, you scum, why don't you fight us? And then there's a really boring fight, gang fight between the football team. The boringest of fights. Between the football team and the goth kids. Punkers. Sure. <laughs> they call them punkers in the, in the They're movie. They're not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they lose the fight. And then, for some reason, uh, well, they don't really lose the fight. And then, uh, while they're going back to the spaceship... The, the beasties come back and start taking out the punk rocker guys and killing them for yep. some reason. Yep. Just starts happening. Yep. And, and also, uh, during this time, those little fuckers haven't been in the movie for like hour. 45 Yeah, minutes. like maybe an hour. <laughs> and so they go back into the spaceship. Sarah's like, I'll wait for you here. And, or wait, I did this backwards. They go to the spaceship. Laura, Sarah's like, I'll wait for you guys out here. They go in. Nelson sees this weird little creature, man. It's not a little creature. It's a big creature. It's a big creature. And he, it's, not ba- it's not bad for no, the budget. No, it's really not bad for the budget. Like, he looks better like, than everything else. It looks like if if the, that creature from that movie, the item... <laughs> <laughs> the oh item? god we need to do that movie the creature from the item fuck baby Groot <laughs> yeah it's kind of like something like that that'll be this creature and so he's like I think it's trying to communicate it's not trying to be aggressive and then he like spits out a claw hand from his mouth and it, he's like puts his head into it and his head just starts turning red and he's like, "Oh God, I know everything. Like it's my. We already knew everything. He already knew everything. Yeah. Well, now he, he knows, knows, knows more. Now he knows more because he finds out that they're not aliens. They're from Earth, and it comes from something he did with DNA that the military took, and it blah blah blah. Get a bioweapon of some sort. Bioweapon, and yeah, it, that thing is actually him." <laughs> like, <laughs> Trying to to make the last remnants of the human race survive, and so the things like we got to stop this and verse, and also that that it all came to a crash whenever his bride, his future wife, died. Right. 
And and Laura's like, oh, you got married. It's like, yeah, and you made such a beautiful bride. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, wow. How old was I? He was like maybe 15 and a half. 16 and a half. (laughs) 16 and a half, yeah. Oh, beautiful marriage we had. (laughs) Had your parents sign off on that one. (laughs) 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 So instead, like the next scene we see is he's outside. He's helping Sarah. And Sarah and them are looking for Laura because they got split up. The beasties are now dragging Laura into their ship, and their ship flies away <laughs> with Laura into space. And he goes, "No, I he had to do it for the time change, but damn it, he didn't know." End. <laughs> end of the fucking movie. They fly off with Laura. The end. <laughs> <laughs> the credits literally just start rolling. It's, it was the wildest ending I've ever seen. It's just like, no, you fucked it up. And like, <laughs> they try to do a Planet of the Apes ending, and it doesn't work at all. <laughs> oh man, that shit was funny. It's not the movie's terrible, but it's 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 one of those good bad like movies. it's so fucking ridiculous. Um, like it's one of those movies where if you and some friends are watching it over some drinks, you're gonna have a good time with mm-hmm. it. It's a bad movie. Uh, there's there's no arguing that, but it's an entertaining bad movie. It's so so much fucking nonsense. It is a fuck fucking shit ton of nonsense. <laughs> I would. I'd recommend the free watch on YouTube. Yeah, watch it. It's um, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, that brings Mini Monster Mania to an end. As we reflect on this journey, Blaze, <laughs> what have we learned? What have you learned personally through this journey? Through our mini monster mania. It's easy to find mini monster movies that are bad. <laughs> it's easy to find mini monster movies that are free. Because nobody wants to fucking watch them. I think I have a new love of mini monster <laughs> movies. Because they're so fucking ridiculous. Some of them. Like, uh, I think Some the winners. I think we should have winners. And, and my winners are ghoulies and critters for being the best. Yeah, I mean that's normally how it goes, you know. I mean, on on the totem pole of of many monster movies, of course, Gremlins is the undisputed champion. That, that goes without arguing. Um, and then it goes Critters, and then Ghoulies down a little a little while after that, and then kind of everything at the bottom after that. Uh, Munchies being the very 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 bottom, and um, right above Gremlins though is Things. So, <laughs> there's things, <laughs> then gremlins. Yeah, things is definitely up there. Roach. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say I I say that critters and ghoulies, uh, probably the best two. Uh, but yeah, all of them are distinct enough, like we said earlier, except for munchies. Munchies, which is very clearly a ripoff. 
but all these kind of were game made. And I mean, I don't give a fuck if these screenplays were made before Gremlins because most of them all claim like, well, I wrote this before Gremlins came out. The only one I would believe say could get away with it is is Ghoulies because it is so fucking different. Yeah, it's not the same movie. Yeah, it is radically different movie. Yeah. Um, But Munchies, though, is just... That's the worst one we watched. Yeah. Easily. Easily the worst. Easily the worst one. But (laughs) we recommend Beasties because it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Cool. Um, That brings us to our next topic. Another... Curation of Blaze's Cabin, a video game. Curiosities. All right. So, do we have a little monster video game? Like a little adorable Actually, kind of this time, yeah. All right. Cool. So, this one, I was a little late to the game on. It came out in December, and I missed it. Uh, it is actually the third part of a series that I've talked about before. Okay. Um, Poppy's Playtime, you remember that one? And we had Poppy's Playtime 2. Mm-hmm. And now we have Project Playtime, which they have created a co-op multiplayer game where you have to get into the toy store, collect the parts to create the superior toy, and get out before all of the different kinds of toy monster robots can kill you. Okay. Uh, it's... The thing about this game series, it's by Mob Games. I don't understand how they do it. Because Poppy's Playtime, free now. Poppy's Playtime 2, $8. Project Playtime, free. Like, great graphics, fun gameplay, great reviews, and no pay-to-play shit. Like, nothing. I don't understand how or why, but I love it. And I think it's definitely... Like, so say you have something like, and the thing is that I like about this is it's not, uh, you know, you can have somebody be the monster or you can all play as players, which I like that option, like, and have uh, AI be the monsters. And I like the fact that you have, it's, it's, it's in the same kind of realm of Dead by Daylight and everything like that, where it's like, here's this, get this completed, get out. But uh, I think the level designs are a lot more fun because you're going through a bunch of different toy factories and stuff like that and being chased by these monsters. And the fact that there's multiple monsters for each level, so it's not you being chased by one antagonist the entire time. It's just... I know it's a lot of fun. Um, I have I've only got to play with AI so far because uh, Ted still hasn't downloaded it, and Jordan will never download it. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, I had a really fun time with it, and the fact it's free just just fucking get it. Like I even yeah, ordered a Poppy doll because Poppy is just creepy as fuck, and the game is fun and it's spooky. And now you have a multiplayer version of it. And I think that's really cool that it's just accessible for anyone to pick up. Fucking, um, I was going to pull this up in news, but I thought it'd be better to pull it up now. Is um, also, uh, just like you did with Friday the 13th, the game, Tom Zavini is doing a variant skin for the Evil Dead game. Oh, okay, so, cool. 
So, you know, the um, Friday the 13th, the game he did, uh, Hell Jason, Varian. It was like Jason, but he's like, oh, like a demon. And now he's doing a Savini Ash variant that's coming out. Um, it looks kind of like the crow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like a 90s reject. <laughs> yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't get that, but okay. It's, I don't want Tom Savini to beat me up. So. Bro. <laughs> damn it, Tom. <laughs> God Tom, damn. forgive him. Don't beat him up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, okay. Well, yeah, definitely check that game out. That's awesome. Um, it's free. Yeah. What's your excuse? Yeah, there is no excuse. Play yeah. it. Play all of them. Play all three. They're all great games. Yeah. And two of them are free. And the other one's eight bucks. So. Yeah. Second. All right. Uh, that brings us to our next segment. Yep. Well, first of all, um, on a scale of zero to one page, uh, what does uh, Project Playtime get as far as on our scale of, of zero to one page on how scary it is to where you had to have your fiance page either at the house or on the phone because it's too scurry. What do you give? I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Very scary. Very scary. Okay. All right. That brings us to our next segment. Another entry into mythology biology. All right, so we have another story about little creatures. We sure do. And this are they fucking assholes like the last couple? They absolutely are. <laughs> yeah, that's their whole deal. Today we're talking about uh, a pretty popular one named the Duende. Are you aware of this one? So Duende uh, is a variation of Iberian and Ibero-American and Filipino cultures, which includes like Spain, Portugal, Latin America, Philippines, everything like that, and the Mariana Islands. Um, Some see them as uh, comparable to dwarves or gnomes. Um, uh, Effectively, the phrase Dueno de Casa or Dueno de Casa master of the house they believe is uh, some sort of derivative of the name Duende. So I don't know where they get that from, but they do. Um, So according to legend, it is an elf-like creature that dwells in the forest or lived inside uh, children's bedroom walls. It is said that when the opportunity arrives, El Duende will lead children deep into the forest to his cave or will come out of the walls to clumsily clip a sleeping child's toenail, most often taking the entire toe. Uh, they are feared, and they have the warning, El Duende should be viewed as an evil entity, but nothing is black and white with this legend. If you need to get some help, another mother may say, El Duende will be there to guide you to safety. So he guides parents to safety, but he takes children away to a cave in the woods. Uh, they're also known as shadowy creatures, so they don't have a lot of detail. They look like small shadows, and uh, there's actually been a lot of recent, um, like within the past two, three years, recordings of Duende videos, um, and they see them as these weird black gnome-like creatures that have no thumbs. 
And that yeah. is something that is in the, the lore is that they don't have thumbs. Oh. Um, they don't have a reason for taking kids' toenails, which is just kind of weird. They just take children's toenails. And I guess that was kind of like uh, when you were a bad kid, you'd wake up and have no toenails. So a kid who may have just lost a toenail will wake up feeling like he did something wrong when he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but yeah, so the Dewinde. It is uh, It is also a little asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, those kids just grow up with the general sadness inside, thinking they did something wrong whenever just life happened. Yep. <laughs> Their parents made sure they felt like fucking shit for it. <laughs> Puberty means you had sex with the devil. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course it does. <laughs> Puberty means you and Nelson are going to be in a relationship. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're so mature for your age. I really respect that you like that you you know what you want. At such a young age. (laughs) And what you want is me, Nelson Dick. (laughs) All right. Well, that is another episode of Bladed Apples. You know, we can add kidnapping to statutory rape because technically he's that alien that kidnaps her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just afraid to know what that alien's going to do with her. I bet those pokers have other uses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bladed Apples. Uh, next week, uh, we'll probably have a random movie we'll talk about. But the week after that, we're going to try to set up an interview. Try to get some guests on here. Um, I was thinking we may do Without Warning next week. I want to talk about Without Warning. Have you ever seen have you ever seen that movie? I don't think so. All right, without warning, it's a science fiction alien movie um, that's actually very influential on uh, Predator. Funny enough, same actor that plays the alien in Without Warning also played him in Predator. Stars Jack Palance and Martin Landau, and has a small appearance from Cameron Mitchell in it. Oh, it's a piece of shit. But it's got Jack Palance, Marlando, Cameron Mitchell in it. That's all I need um, to know. And it was kind of influential on Predator, uh, including the same makeup effects artist as well, I believe. I think it's the only ones that may have worked on without warning. I'm not sure. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. But we'll talk about that next episode. Um, and then we're going to try to get some guests on here. So if you have something you want to promote or you have a project you're working on, well, you can reach out to us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or you can also get us on the Instagram, bladedapplespodcast. Um, you know, you're doing some art, movie you're making, music you're making, uh, you're working on a book, you know, whatever. You want to promote it or you just want to talk about a horror movie, come on, we'll talk about it. Um, thanks to Stefan Mize for uh, doing our artwork. Uh, check him out on Instagram, Stefan Mize, S-T-E-F-A-N-M-E-I-S-S-E. Um, there may all be one S. I don't know. You'll find him. Where you put most of his name? Fuck it. <laughs> or go Crawling Panther Tattoo. Um, That's the tattoo shop that he owns there in Ocala. Awesome guy. Awesome artist. Um, loves horror. Check him out. And thanks to Blaze for doing all the editing and technical shit that I can't figure out and being an awesome co-host. Uh, what else you got, Blaze? See you later, fuckers. 
All right, remember every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly, and we'll see you fuckers next time. Bye. Bye.